Hey everybody, welcome to No Bones About Wrestling. I'm your host, Asa, and I'm here with Kay Fabulous. Hey. And this is your AEW Dynamite Report and your AEW Double or Nothing Prediction Show. Uh, let's get right to it with the Dynamite Recap. May 24th, they were live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Sin City, they call it. Up first, the international title match. The champion, Orange Cassidy, defending against Kyle Fletcher of, uh, what's their, what's their tag Aussie team Aussie Open. Aussie Open, thank you. Kyle Fletcher started the match off with a sheer drop brain buster right out the gate. Looked like he killed Orange Cassidy. Uh, Fletcher mocked Orange's hands in his pockets while he was standing on top of the turnbuckle. Orange pushed him off the turnbuckle, and he and Fletcher fell on the apron. Looked as though he snapped his spine. I mean, I don't know how mm-hmm. how he came out of this match without a back injury. I have no idea. Luck and physical fitness, I guess. Looked nasty. It did. The, the I fall. Agree. Yeah. Uh, Cassidy got hit with a half and half suplex by Fletcher, then hit a stun dog millionaire himself. I love the name of that move. And then hit a Tilt-A-Whirl DDT. This match, full of reversals, full of awesome moves, full of action. Just a terrific opener. Orange's whole international title reign has been full of these fantastic matches where Mm -hmm. back and forth and, you know, will he, won't he lose? He's on the edge of losing the title. He's getting his ass beat but he still finds time to put his hands in his pockets and, you know, have fun. And it's been a fun run. It's been one of the best things AEW has ever done. And I did not mean for all of that to rhyme, but it it did. Uh, Fletcher also hit a Michinoku driver from the top rope. Risky move. Uh, hit a couple tombstone pile drivers, including a, a spinning tombstone pile driver on Orange Cassidy. Uh, at the end of the match, Fletcher went for another tombstone pile driver. Orange wriggled his way out of it and pinned Fletcher with a roll up. This match was excellent. Uh, non stop action, as I said, four and a half bones out of five. Excellent opener. Just a terrific match. Match of the night for me. Oh, I, I agree completely. Just just fantastic. Uh, what what else do you have to say about this match, Kay? I mean, I was so into this match that the only note I actually wrote down was just excellent match. But I think, I mean, you covered a lot of the high spots. One thing I feel like is worth noting is that between the tombstone pile driver and the spinning uh, tombstone pile driver... Kyle Fletcher never let go of Orange Cassidy. He yeah, got, he got up off of his knees carrying Orange Cassidy, which was just really incredible display of strength. He did have to put his hand down to kind of steady himself while doing it, but even so, it was just crazy impressive. Yeah. Um, it makes me really glad, I don't know if everyone saw, but on Twitter, uh, Tony Khan, during, like right after this match, tweeted that Aussie Open uh, is now officially all elite. Mm-hmm. So I'm very glad to see that. I hope to see a lot more of Kyle Fletcher. His uh, tag partner, I believe, is injured right now oh. um, and is recovering, uh, or hopefully recovering. Did not know that. What's his name? 
Yeah, I knew you were going to ask me that. Mike something. Uh, I don't know. Either. It's Dunk, Dunkzilla something on Twitter. Dunkzilla? <laughs> something. Yeah, because I always think he's a, a Celtics guy, and he's not. He's, no. he's one of my wrestling guys. But yeah, also you open an excellent addition to their tag team roster, which is already I mean, packed full of some of the best tag teams in the world. you got the Lucha Brothers, the Young Bucks... <laughs> Mark Davis. Also open now, Mark Davis is his name. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. FTR. I mean, their their tag team division is, is just stacked. And it's... Really, I mean, like, I feel like... I mean, you've come around on the... AEW is greater in oh so many ways than WWE, but tag team divisions, like, hands down, no contest. Yeah. Not just not just with the breadth of uh, of teams, but and but also just the importance which which is in reverence, which is given to them. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like their I feel like their tag team division is more important than their singles division, which is possibly not what they want us to think. But I feel like that. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think so. In AEW, yeah, no. I care way more about their tag teams than yeah, their but that's singles just you. wrestlers. That's no. But the I feel belt, like they the belt, made the, me the belt care that, that way. CM Punk and MJF and Hangman Page have held is less important than the tag belt. No. No. Don't be ridiculous. No, I stand by my statement. Well, to me, it's well, it's wrong. less. Uh, then we had a Ricky Starks promo about the Blackjack Battle Royal. He is in it. And then Bullet Club Gold, as they do, they attack Ricky Starks. Because he said, you know, he's moving on, something to that effect. And they say, you know, give it another thought, Ricky, because we're not done with you. They want to make his life a living hell. I'm not even sure why they picked him out of, you know, Juice Robinson just seemingly picked a name out of a hat. Yeah. Ricky! Maybe it's just because it was fun to say. Ricky! <laughs> and now they've been making his life hell. So Ricky Starks, Juice Robinson, and Jay White are all in the Blackjack Battle Royal. And I imagine we're going to see them team up on him in the in the Battle Royal. You know, if I didn't think that that was going to be a factor, I might have picked him, Ricky Starks, as a possible winner for the Battle Royal, but I feel like Juice Robinson and uh, Jay White are going to work together to I, eliminate him. I think him. Jay White could, is a favorite yeah, in the Battle Royal. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, up next, a Jungle Boy Jack Perry promo. He was talking about driving to Las Vegas to wrestle in a little casino. Uh, I was not aware there was uh, such a thing, wrestling in casinos. I guess I should have figured, but I've never heard of such a thing. He was talking about driving to Vegas with friends to wrestle in a little casino and talking about how his career has progressed, and now he's going to be the world champion, he claims, although I doubt anyone actually believes that, but uh, that's what he claims. I don't think he has very much chance on Sunday. He, of course, is in the Fatal 4-Way match for the world title. Uh, Then we had an FTR promo. They come out and they say that Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal have been, you know, getting one over on them. They've been outsmarting them because they are smart. And so actually, you know, Cash Wheeler actually gave it up to them. They said, you guys are smart. 
and you've also been lucky. And they said, but Sunday, your luck runs out at double or nothing. And Dax said, Jarrett can smash 100 guitars, but can't stay relevant. Uh, Mark Briscoe then comes out, and he wants to know what was up with the pile driver that Dax gave him a couple weeks ago, or, or a week ago, however long ago that was. And Dax said, you know, explains, he says he couldn't see, you remember he had champagne in his eyes, mm-hmm. and he couldn't see, he was just going to pile drive whoever. And uh, apparently Mark Briscoe didn't like this uh, explanation, because then he smacks Dax in the face, Briscoe leaves the ring, and he, uh, it's pretty comical, actually. He leaves the ring, and the, 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 this group of misfits with Jarrett and Lethal are all along the ramp. Uh, Briscoe leaves the ring. He pushes Karen Jarrett out of the way, pushes Sanjay Dutt out of the way, smacks Jeff Jarrett in the face. Jarrett falls down. Mark Briscoe makes his way to J- Jay Lethal, uh, tells Jay Lethal he's his boy, but he's getting real tired of this bullshit. And then Satnam Singh is like, what the fuck, man? That's my Satnam Singh impression. That was terrible. What the fuck, man? No, you don't need to redo it. What the fuck, man? Okay, you should stop doing that. Why? <laughs> For a number of reasons. I think that's a good impression of him. Uh, so we'll see. Mark Briscoe is the special referee for the tag team title match Sunday. So we'll see how this shakes out. Apparently he's on no one's side. My note for this was Mark Briscoe slapping everybody. True. Yeah. True. That was excellent. Mark Briscoe looks like a turtle. He does look like a turtle. That is an accurate uh, comparison, yes. Looks like a turtle. Then we got a Sammy Guevara promo. He has turned around. He's done a 180. He says he's not for sale, even though he was for sale a couple weeks ago. He had sold out to MJF. But had he really, or was he just trying to pull one over on him, you know? Or is it just bad booking? I think it's probably just bad booking. But I'm going to go with he was trying to pull one over on him. Well, he says he's not for sale, and he's winning the world title. So I think he has a better chance than Jungle Boy. He's my second choice, Sammy. If if Max doesn't retain, I think Sammy's gonna gonna take it. Hmm. I'd see him over Darby. Hmm. You disagree? I, either either him or Darby. If Max doesn't well, retain yeah. it, so we're picking three out of the four people to possibly win. Actually, I don't know. I could see any of those three winning. You if can't. Max you can't retain. put that belt on Jungle Boy. I think Jungle Boy is turning heel. What? I think Jungle Boy is turning heel at the show. He can't cut a promo. You can't make someone who can't cut a promo a heel. If he becomes MJF's lackey, he doesn't have to cut a promo. Oh. So, we'll see. People love him. Yeah. And he has that such pure, that song... He'd have to drop drop the Jungle Boy at least, so that'd be a benefit. Yeah. He could just go go to being Jack Perry. Right, it'd be an easy way to get. What rid makes of you the think jungle. that? Just out of curiosity. Well, part of it is Brian Alvarez said it, mm-hmm. and I don't think I think he just has a feeling. I don't think he has any inside news, 
but he was making a lot of sense. He was just, you know, saying because they kind of teased it by MJF repeatedly talking about how he told Jungle Boy, you know, that he needs to be meaner and, you know, nice guys finish last, that type of thing. And Jungle Boy was talking about the, the, the advice MJF gave him, how he needs to act like him and maybe he'll get somewhere in this business. And maybe just finally he, you know, he, he decides that MJF is right. And it would definitely make him more interesting. Yeah. He's kind and, of a boring character. Yeah. He's been boring since he doesn't have Luchasaurus yeah. and he's not jumping all over the place anymore mm-hmm. with, with, with a dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I think he's turning heel. I, I, I think MJF's retaining and Jungle Boy turns heel, possibly helping MJF retain even. Are they going to tag team it or are they just going to be friends? What do you mean? Like, if he turns to help MJF and he's, like, becomes MJF's, like, lackey, is that all he's going to be? Is MJF's lackey or are they going to, like, be a tag team together or? I don't think they'll be a tag team. Mm -hmm. I think he'll be a singles wrestler and Mm -hmm. MJF will be a singles wrestler and Jack Perry will be a singles wrestler. What? He'll just become what Wardlow was before? No, I mean, it'll be a different relationship. It'll be a different relationship. Hmm. This is all very interesting. This is the first I've been I've heard of this. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Uh, up next, AEW World Trios Championship Open House Match. So the open house rules are: a count out is twenty, which didn't matter for this match because of one of the other rules. Uh, there are no rope breaks. Uh, they turn off the lights and put on crazy lights. <laughs> it looks like a Spencer's Gifts in the arena. This week it was like an under the sea looking theme. It was. What did you call it? Enchantment under the sea dance? Enchantment under the sea dance. Uh, what What's the other rule? I'm sorry. Say the ones that you just said again. 20, 20, 20 minute count. Not 20, 20, 20, 20 second. second count out. 20 yeah. minute count <laughs> 20 second count out. No rope breaks. Oh, the dis- disqualification, disqualification rule is enforced, which I don't know why you have to say that. Yeah. Uh, and then the dealer's choice, which here the challengers to the House of Black are A.R. Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik. And they essentially put in lucha tag rules. So if one man exits the ring, one man may enter the ring. There doesn't have to be a tag. So if one man rolls out of the ring, uh, a teammate can enter the ring. I loved this. This is one of the first matches I've seen with this yeah. rule. Uh, I think all tag matches yeah. should be that way. Why? Why? I mean, I understand they love like the hot tag, but that's a stupid reason to keep that as a rule. Like it's way better without without the tagging. Yeah, it doesn't affect the flow of the match, and you get so much more like strategic planning. You know, I just um yeah, I just. Now that I know this exists and have seen it in action, mm-hmm. I find it frustrating that they use the other set of rules as, yeah. as normal. Like I said, this is how Lucha Libre works, generally. Uh, so this one, pretty good. I, I, it, it, must, it was really an open challenge because I, I love them, but AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik have done nothing to deserve a title shot, I tell you that. 
Well, this was the debut of Metalik and of Blake Christian on Dynamite. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And like I said, I love all three of those guys. They're all great. But they didn't earn earn a shot by any means. Mm, yeah. Right. Like well, they, you said, their first match on Dynamite yeah. is a title shot. Um, well, it's an open open challenge, so. So, Metalik got thrown into the corner. And he jumps up and does his thing where he walks the ropes. Very impressive. He jumps off and hits Malachi and Buddy Matthews with a drop kick. One point, A.R. Fox hit an implosion senton to the outside, uh, knocking everyone down. Uh, the end of the match came. Buddy Matthews had A.R. Fox in a cloverleaf type hold for quite a while, and A.R. Fox made his way over to the ropes. Of course, there was no rope break, and he kept holding on to the ropes, maybe trying to get some of the pressure off of his lower back, but, uh, didn't work out. Buddy Matthews dragged him away from the ropes, and eventually A.R. Fox tapped out, and the House of Black retained. They dominated most of this match. Uh, the The challengers got some high-flying moves in. Blake Christian got some impressive stuff in as well, but this was a, a mismatch. The House of Black totally dominated. Uh, three and a half bones out of five. Good match. Could have been more entertaining given more time because all all six of these guys can wrestle. Could have been a lot better if it hadn't been such a dominating win for the House of Black. What did, what do you have to say about this one? I'm surprised about your three and a half bone rating. Like I said, it's a you know, a a a, a beating can only be so entertaining, you know? Yeah, I guess I just didn't see it quite as one sided as that. Yeah. Um I mean all my notes are about the House of Black, so I guess in that way, you're maybe you're right. Um, there's a vicious back elbow from uh, Malachi oh, yeah. Black to Metalik pretty early on in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought that with the dealer's choice rule, House of Black used it better, which was surprising. Like You would think if the other trios team was the one picking the rule, they would go in with some kind of game plan on how to use it to their advantage, but really House of Black really used it well where one of them would roll out and the other one would be like right there ready to roll in and attack from the other side, like blindsiding them. I mean, mm. just really smart wrestling. Um, They're a great team. And then I feel like you kind of like let the ending down some like it was such a neat ending oh, so okay so it wasn't yeah, it wasn't just right. it wasn't just that buddy matthews had uh right. ar fox in a cloverleaf but metalik ran in to try and save him and malachi black was on him before it could get anywhere near ar fox and he put him in a submission move and so then blake christian jumps onto the onto the apron to try and actually, I think he successfully kicks Buddy Matthews in the head twice. He did, uh, and, and Buddy, Buddy Matthews, Matthews held on. He held on, and then Brody King did that uh, like chokehold where he throws you over the ropes and just lets your body dangle over the apron like he's hanging you, but with his arms. Uh, and so when Ar Fox finally tapped out, I think Metalik was also already tapping, and Blake Christian was like passed out at that point. It was a neat ending. Yeah, they, like, murdered them. Yes. Simultaneous murdering. Yeah. 
Yeah, I did. I guess I did kind of undersell the ending yeah. there. They murdered them at the end. Yeah. It was a fatality. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the House of Black are a great trio. They really, their teamwork is second to none. I, I don't see how you're ever going to make an explanation for them losing those belts. I mean, yeah. just Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King together. What well, one of them lacks, the other one has. Mm-hmm. They got it all. That's right. true. I mean, there's something else. And I love, I know I say this every time we talk about an open challenge or their open house rules, but I love the open house matches. I think it's brilliant. I love that they've come up with this themselves, basically, you know, and, and just threw the challenge out there. Mm-hmm. But with these stipulations, like, it's yeah. so smart, and it's it makes things so interesting. I just, I love it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, then we hear from the Blackpool Combat Club. Danielson, Brian Danielson says that Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Utah are winning the Ring of Honor tag team titles later from the Lucha Brothers. Uh, and the other thing that they're going to do is at the pay-per-view, they're going to make the elite non-existent. Moxley says that they're the best in the world. And he says, when he says that, he's not trying to sell you anything. Uh, of course, except the pay-per-view. Uh, <laughs> and, and he's not trying to convince you of anything. He says it because he means it. And he says, look, you know, my hand doesn't shake when I say it. He says it's because I mean it and because it's true. And he says they're going to show you the difference between the professionals and the amateurs, of course, referring to the elite, which they keep calling amateurs. Okay. So I know you and I have different feelings about the Blackpool Combat Club, but I'm so tired of their shit. You know? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing all the time. And I don't care how good you think you are. In what fucking universe are the elite amateurs? Like, that just makes you look like an idiot for saying that, you know? Like, it's it's preposterous is what it is. Yeah. And so, I'm just ready for this. I want to see this match. I think this match is going to be excellent. But I'm ready for them to move on. Really? Yeah. I'm not. No. This feud's just getting going. I know, going. I know, you love it. You yeah, love, it. I love it. I don't love it. No, I, I love like, it. Like, all their promos are the same. The Blackpool Combat Club? Mm-hmm. We're tough. We're tougher than you. You're not a professional. We're better than you. We like blood. Rawr. Mm. There, I just did every Blackpool Combat Club promo rolled into one. It's just not my... Not my thing. And I like all the guys. That's what I don't... Like, I like I like all the guys in it. I just don't like them together. They needed... They needed William Regal to, like, lead them. You know? Like, to be the voice to make them interesting. To be to a feminine them. influence? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're talking about how they're too masculine. That's the. I'm not saying they're too masculine. I'm saying like that's their macho shtick, mm-hmm. and I just don't care for it. I hear you. Like to call Kenny Omega an amateur. Yeah, I hear you like, saying. You it look does... fucking stupid. It does make them look a little silly when they say that, but 
it's just to get people riled up, you know? Yeah, but I don't believe them. I don't believe that they think that because I know that they're not stupid. Yeah. Like, so then they're just liars. It's just not not a good angle, I don't think. And then they're stabbing people in the face with tools. It's just, like, so extreme that it's, like, not grounded in reality at all. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, sorry. Just didn't mean to go on a Blackpool Combat Club tirade right. there. Right. Uh, I just feel like I needed to say it. That's okay. We will we will uh agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Uh then we had an NJF promo comes out and says a lot. Uh, he says that the other three men in the match Sunday are supremely talented, but none are on the level of the devil. He also, of course, brings up his contract expiring in 2024. You know, he's constantly touting about how he might go to WWE. Uh, Darby Allen comes out, says that he loves being in AEW and, you know, how it allows him to do things like jump cars over his house and how he's going to climb Mount Everest next year. And um, So he's not getting the belt, right, if he's leaving for... Months to go climb a fucking well, mountain? Well, that's next year. Next year. Yeah? Not this year. It's only May, so... I guess that's true. Uh, and he says he's not a moldable puppet. And he says he's going to win the championship from MJF. And MJF says, that's great, and then kicks him in the nuts. <laughs> and then and then Sammy Guevara comes out. Sammy Guevara comes out... Uh, for the for the save kind of runs MJF off and while MJF is running up the ramp Jungle Boy Jack Perry comes out and clotheslines MJF he grabs the belt and stands over MJF kind of looking uh, you know like a little cocky with the belt mm-hmm. standing over him and uh, that is how that goes down and that's the only time, that's the last time we see those four tonight. Darby Allen's going to need to gain some weight before he uh, climbs Mount Everest, right? Don't you need, like, some kind of body fat on you? I, I mean, think, I know they make all those, uh, like, polar tech I think with the stuff, suits but, and stuff yeah. nowadays, I don't th- I you think just anybody can do it. Yeah, okay. anybody can do it hmm. if you got enough money. And the right equipment, I think, yeah. And a good Sherpa. A good Sherpa, is that right? Yeah, you gotta have a good Sherpa, or else you'll get lost. Is that like a tom-tom? Is that anything like a tom-tom? It's just like a tom-tom, except it's a human. Oh. (laughs) And they don't, you don't ride them. Right. No, I know what a Sherpa is, of course. Uh... So yeah, what do you think about the build for the the four-way? Have they built it up well, or what do you think? They've definitely built it. It's been building for a while. I think I've enjoyed most of the build. Uh, I think, like, they've been giving it so much attention for so long that they maybe should have paced themselves a little bit more. Because um, it seems as though the internet wrestling community has gotten to the point where they're, like, ready for them to get it over with, which I don't know that I'm there. Like, 
I'm excited for the match, and it did its job of making me excited for the match. But had you told me, even without any build, that there was going to be a fatal four-way for the belt, and these were the four guys in it, I would have been excited for this match regardless. Mm. Uh, so, I think the build's been good. I think they could have just paced themselves a little better. I feel like they went all in pretty early on it, and so it didn't leave, they didn't leave themselves a lot of places to go with it. Mm. Uh they started out... They, they didn't give them a place to crescendo to. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? I think it's been... I think the build's been pretty good, yeah. actually. Uh, it's made me want to see it more than if you just told me it was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can't complain. It's hard to book a four-way feud. So I think... I think yeah. he's done it pretty well. Yeah, and that way they've done a really good job with it for making you care almost equally about all four men you know no i think mjf's winning i don't think the other guys have a chance but if someone's gonna win i think the other i give the other three equal chance i could see any of the other three winning if they're if there's a chance of them winning for different reasons you know darby has been kind of the fan favorite He's been more the focus of the feud. If there is more of a one-on-one focus in this feud, I disagree. Yeah, he's gotten more face time than the others in it. But they have that whole angle with Sammy. Well, so that's long. another one. Yeah. Because Sammy went through that deal with MJF, where and now he's you know mm-hmm. turned his allegiance. So there's a reason that Sammy could win, and then Jack Perry could win just. You know, he's the dark horse. He's been the one MJF picks on the most, probably, and talks the most shit to. He's kind of the most opposite of MJF, which I think is what's going to lead to that turn. Hmm. I'm still not... I mean, I know Brian Alvarez is a smart dude, but I'm still not sold on this turn. Yeah, I see it. I think. I think he's right. Think so. AW is so hard to predict. I love it for that, you know. Mhm. Mhm. True. Uh, up next, we see a, a short video about the Christian versus Wardlow ladder match for the TNT title at the pay per view. Up next, we have Taya Valkyrie versus Lady Frost. Yeah. And these are two talented ladies, but this match had some had some issues. Yes, it did. Um, there were some high points though. Lady Frost went for a flipping attack and got clotheslined by Taya Valkyrie. She got laid out. At one point, Jade Cargill, the t- uh, undefeated TBS champion, she came out with her entourage, Layla Gray and Smart Mark Sterling. They came out to watch the match from the entryway. Uh, Lady Frost at one point hit a flipping somersault onto Taya. Uh, Lady Frost also hit a torneo onto Taya. Uh, That's an odd-looking torneo. Yeah. And Valkyrie uh, got Lady Frost set up for the surfboard and then did a stomp, stomped her face into the mat. Uh, Taya won when she hit the road to Valhalla for the pin and the win. I gave this one two bones out of five. There was some there was some good wrestling, but 
I tell you, most of the match looked awkward. It looked like the two ladies were not on the same page. Uh, you know, it looked like they were they were off on on their timing on on doing moves. It it just was not. It did not come together uh, into a good match. Like I said, several high points just didn't didn't did not work out into a good match. Uh, what do you have to say, Kay? Um, well, this was Lady Frost AEW debut mm-hmm. for 2023 anyway, um, which I think is also her debut period, but uh, for, for Dynamite anyway. Um, I've seen both these ladies have good matches, but this was not one of them for either of them, really. Uh, I totally agree with what you're saying. Uh, timing seemed off. Lady Frost, who I've seen have, like I said, on Ring of Honor, she's had some really awesome matches. Mm. But there were just a few moves that missed by by feet, almost. You know, like... Not by feet. By a foot. By a foot, yeah. 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 Um, and I think with AEW, especially like now that I'm watching WWE more regularly, the camera work between the two companies is totally different. Mm-hmm. And WWE is really good about helping cover wrestlers wrestlers' mistakes. Yeah. And AEW is not there. And so I don't know that I fault the women entirely. Like, I think part of it I think, was also, camera work. Also in AEW, I think there are more mistakes. Well, yeah, no, I know. Men think there are and too, yeah. women. There yeah. are more. Because people go for more things they 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 go for more different offense there are more misses going on from the men and the women there are more moves that don't quite hit the mark and or kicks that don't you know don't quite touch i think it happens in wwe more than we think it does after i was thinking about this when we went to go see raw because i noticed way more things live than I ever see on TV and it's because we were at a fixed point and so we weren't getting our perspectives changed anytime a move was happening you Mm. know but the way WWE films it it's almost like when movies do war scenes and they do like lots of like fast rapid cuts from different angles to like make the action look more actiony WWE does the exact same thing and right before a move makes contact there's usually a cut and an angle change. Mm-hmm. And AW almost never does that. And that's what makes everything look like it's connecting in WWE when in reality, especially with some of the women's matches, I don't think that's the case, you know? In WWE. In WWE, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to see AW work on that. As far as like their production value, mm-hmm. that's an area I think yeah, they could their invest camera work in. Needs some, oh yeah, their camera work, their production in general needs some work. But I think that's like the aspect that has the biggest effect on the product itself. Yeah, no doubt for TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and wrestling is a TV. I mean, they get a lot of money from the live gates, but wrestling is a TV product yeah. for sure. It's made for TV. Yeah, plus when you're alive, like, 
only the people in the first like four or five rows can see that well, you know, to be able to tell mm-hmm. if stuff is, is really connecting or not, or how, how far away stuff is, is looking like it's hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, so TV is what, what matters, you know? I mean, yeah, sorry. That's, I realize I went on a, a slight side road there with the conversation about this match, but Fine. I feel like it was worth talking about. Next, Tony Khan joins us, being his awkward on-camera self. And he has a big announcement about the location of the first AEW collision, June 17th. After a lot of online discussion and back and forth and hemming and hawing and this and that. And who knows how much discussion happened in the real world. No way as much happened as as happened online. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he announced that the collision will debut in the United Center in Chicago. Yeah! Which is almost certainly means CM Punk. I mean, that's a big building. There's no way that they would book that building without CM Punk coming back. Yeah. No way. Well, no not, way. not only that's because a of the big size. Building. That's, there are two other... Two or three other larger arenas in Chicago that they could have booked. But that is the home of the Bulls and the home of the Blackhawks. And, I mean, it's, I don't know how many seats. It's like 17,000 seats or something like that. So, I don't think, I don't think they're going to sell 17,000 tickets. But they may sell like 10 or 12. So... Everything sounds so small after Wembley. Like when you said seventeen thousand, I expected you to be like forty thousand. No, yeah, I yeah. think I think it's seventeen thousand. I could be wrong about that, but it, like I said, it is the biggest building in Chicago, the biggest arena. So for him to book the United Center instead of I forget the names of the others, instead of the others though, almost certainly means yes, yeah, CM Punk is coming back. Uh, it's. It's going to be a big thing. So when they announce CM Punk, if they announce CM Punk coming back, will remains to be seen. You know, he was allegedly supposed to be on the marketing materials for Collision. So allegedly, we were going to have seen his face already by now. And after all this, the, the kerfuffle that happened uh, over... Uh, over Ace, what's his name? Ace Steel. Ace Steel. Ace Steel. Which that totally sounds like a porn star That's name. That's just what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a porn star name. Uh, after the kerfuffle that went down with him. Um, yeah. So, seems like CM Punk's returning. So, I know you're excited, yeah. I'm so excited. I think I just went like, yeah, 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 like over and over again, like for, for several minutes. After. I'm excited. I mean, it's oh. a good thing for, for AEW. Uh, I assume he'll come back as a face. No. I think at some point we'll see him as a heel, but I think he's just so popular and so over. He has to be a face at first. I enjoyed the face CM Punk that we saw. Oh, I enjoyed the face CM Punk too. When but... he was painting his face with Darby and Sting and yeah, but doing all that corny you... good guy shit. You I haven't experienced it. heel CM Punk though. Like you've seen clips and you've seen matches of heel CM Punk, but that is not the same as living through heel CM Punk. 
which is a glorious experience. Like, if you like Dominic Mysterio's heel run, oh, CM Punk, when he was the leader of the Straight Edge Society, that shit was hot. I loved it. It's like, when I think of wrestling, that's what I think of. That, like, makes me feel, like, teary and fills my heart with joy. Like, just his evilness and... It was so good. Stole the Undertaker's urn. What? Stole the Undertaker's urn. Yeah. Stole it. <laughs> I see. So yeah, so that's big, big deal. So AEW, they're on a roll. I mean, creatively, business wise, with you know CM Punk coming back with the video game finally getting a release date, and that that game looks fun too. Oh yeah, I guess we should mention that. Yeah, that's that's some news. Yeah, AEW Fight Forever got a release date, uh, June twenty ninth. It is coming out for PS four, PS five, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, Switch, and PC. So yeah, the game is uh, developed by Ukes, and they developed SmackDown and SmackDown Two for the PlayStation One. Those games were a lot of fun, and you can tell it is inspired by No Mercy, WrestleMania 2000, uh, Revenge, WCW World Tour, and uh, you can, like I said, you can tell that inspiration in in the gameplay videos that I've seen. And there's one gameplay video that Orange Cassidy and Evil Uno did. I saw it on Twitter. I think it's originally on Twitch. But look that up. It's Orange Cassidy and Evil Uno, and they're doing a Britt Baker versus Chris Jericho match. So you can do intergender matches in the game. And then I think, you know, there's a barbed wire rope match and steel cage matches, and I'm not sure what all else, but a number of different match uh, modes. But yeah, that game, it looks looks solid, looks fun. It's more arcadey than WWE 2K23, so I think it's nice that they differentiated themselves they're not going straight simulation like wwe is and i it looks more fun than than 2k i've got to say just in what i've seen the way it plays it looks more fun so hopefully it plays more fun uh the graphics aren't even close to to 2k which that's not the point of this game you know they said the whole time the point is uh, to be fun, you know, they were going from a more arcadey look in the graphics anyway, a more cartoonish look, and that's the way it looks, is is cartoony, not realistic, um, but yeah, game looks great, so they're, they're in a roll, and like I said, with game, with creatively what's going on, with the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite Feud, with CM Punk returning, with t- selling tickets at Wembley, they're just on a roll, it's it's great to see. And hopefully them getting on a roll makes WWE feel a you know, a kick in the seat of the pants and step their game up. You know, it's good. Competition is always good for the wrestling business. So maybe at the next pay per view we won't have Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. Don't get me started example. on that. Don't get me started on that. You t- it, it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not getting you started on it. Go WWE ahead. has Ricochet on the roster. He's not on the damn pay-per-view, but Natalia always somehow ends up getting a pay-per-view match. How? Why? She must have a, a, a she must have a video of Vince McMahon like eating babies or something. 
you know? Yeah, you think that's it? I do. Um, next, we had a contract signing for an unsanctioned match. And you might ask, why are, why are we having a contract signing for an unsanctioned match? So they say it's a personal contract between Chris Jericho and Adam Cole. And Jericho is in the ring with the Jericho Appreciation Society, all of his motley crew of flunkies. And Adam Cole is there with Roderick Strong. And they're sitting at the longest table in the world. It's like the table that Bruce Wayne and Vicki Vale sat at in Batman 89. You know, could you pass the salt? That table. Uh, too big. Ridiculous looking. But they're there for the contract signing. And Jericho replays the incident where Adam Cole, where they handcuffed Cole to the bottom rope, and then the women of the outcasts proceeded to beat Dr. Britt Baker with a kendo stick as Adam Cole uh, begged them not to. They replayed that video, and Jericho once again was talking about how pathetic Cole was to not be able to do anything to save his woman. And Adam Cole comes back to Jericho and says, you know, you better sign while you can because I'm going to break your hands. And what else does he say? Oh, my gosh. He's going to, like, break every part you better, of him you one better, at a time. Yeah, you better walk while you can because I'm going to break both your legs. Yeah. <laughs> this and that. So he's going to break all of Jericho's bones, basically. I'm what excited he said. for this match. Like, oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. This match has some oh, yeah. great build. Yeah. I mean, Jericho, if Jericho's involved, it usually has a great build because mm-hmm. usually he has input. And, I mean, he has, as far as wrestlers go, he has one of the greatest minds of of modern times, for sure. I mean, he's invented a lot of things. He invented Money in the Bank, yeah. for instance. He invented the mimosa match also. <laughs> uh, so Jericho points out and says, you know, you're really stupid, Cole. This is a, you know, no rules match. I've got all my goons here and it's just you and Roderick Strong. And Adam Cole says, yeah, it may just be the two of us, but I've got somebody else on my side. And he says, they're living in Las Vegas, and Jericho's try- racking his brain, you know, trying to think, who who could it be? And Cole says, they're homicidal. And then at, at that moment, I got it. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy fuck. He goes, they're suicidal. They're genocidal. And it's motherfucking Sabu walks out. <laughs> and that was some exciting shit. Sabu who uh, I think Sean Waltman, uh, X-Pac, you probably know him better as X-Pac, he said no one has done more for wrestling and got less back than Sabu, and I think that is probably true. Uh, Sabu walks out, he's walking like an 80-year-old man, but he walks out, and he gets out there, and he throws a chair at Daddy Magic, hits him in the face, throws another chair at the JAS as they're scurrying from the ring. It bounces off the ropes, almost hits Adam Cole, but it doesn't. And so uh, Sabu was going to be the special enforcer, looks like on, on Adam Cole's side, for this match. So just out of nowhere, Sabu coming back. So thank you, Tony Khan, for bringing Sabu back into our lives. That is fucking awesome. That's exciting shit there. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that match. 
Hopefully Sabu doesn't do some stunt that cripples him. I think we may see a table set afire or something wild. Uh, That kind of used to be his thing, yeah. Uh, He's crazy. He's crazy. Up next, we saw a Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm video. They are meeting for the women's championship on Sunday. Although, I hear Jamie Hayter is injured, so I'm not sure if that's going to affect if the match is going to happen or not. Uh, I hear she's actually injured, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Next, we had Roderick Strong versus Daniel Garcia with the Jericho Appreciation Society band from ringside. And this one, we saw a lot of moves and a very fast sequence with very little storytelling to the match. Almost none. Yeah, it was boring. It was boring because there was no story to the match. Like, the moves were exciting moves. But I agree, it was a boring match because there was no story. It was just move, 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 move. move. Yeah. Surfboard stomp uh, by Garcia. He did the same thing that Taya did earlier. Uh, At one point... Strong whipped Garcia in and hit a beautiful drop kick. I had to make a note of that. It was a very nice drop kick. Picture perfect. Roderick Strong ended the match when he hit. I think they called it I think they called the move end of heartache. I don't know. People have weird names for their fucking moves nowadays. They got some dumb names for wrestling moves nowadays, I'll tell you that. End of Heartache is not a name of a finisher. That's the name of, like, a Motley Crue single, you know? hmm End of Heartache. But Roderick Strong got the pin and the win over Daniel Garcia. Gave this match three bones out of five. We saw some nice moves. We saw a lot of athleticism on display. And as I said, absolutely zero storytelling. So you gave this match the same bone rating that you gave the House of Black medley? No, that I gave three and a half. I thought you said three and a half for this one. I gave this three. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Good. Yeah. What, say, what, do you yeah. have anything else to say about this match? Because dancing is dumb. Yeah. That's the only note I wrote down. What is with that dancing? I don't understand. It's so stupid. <laughs> You guys should be glad that we don't have a video feed because Ace is currently doing the stupid dance. Mm-hmm. Equally as well as Daniel Garcia does the stupid dance. Yeah, just... Like I said, I've, no, I've said it a couple times already. I, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but just no storytelling in this match. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Just move after move. Just nothing, nothing yeah. going on. Odd. Yeah. No attempt at storytelling. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot of people's complaint about modern wrestling. I, I sound like Jim Cornette now. This is exactly what Jim Cornette would complain about AEW, is this kind of match. And this is one time he would be right. Is, is this Roderick Strong versus Daniel Garcia match? I don't care for him. No. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. you got to remember, remember that. Uh, up next, we had the main event, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team title match. The Lucha Brothers, accompanied by Alex Ebrahantes, defending their belts against Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli and his partner Wheeler Yuta of the Blackpool Combat Club. This match was excellent. 
Uh, Lucha Brothers early on had a double dive out of the ring onto the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, at one point, Ray Phoenix jumped between the ropes and splashed the BCC. Uh, Ray ran ran the ropes like Commander does, uh, just to kick Claudio in the face. Uh, he kicked to Claudio by Phoenix. He rolled over to hit Wheeler. Phoenix hit a pile driver on Wheeler Yuta, and the ending came when the Lucha Brothers hit a double team pile driver on Wheeler Yuta, as the Young Bucks had come from under the ring, were holding Claudio, so he could not get to Wheeler Yuta, couldn't break up the pin, and the Young Bucks, excuse me, and the Lucha Brothers got the pin and the win, as the Young Bucks held Claudio and then double super kicked him. Fantastic match, four and a half bones out of five. Very, very good stuff. Just awesome from beginning to end. Um, some stuff happened after the match, but first I'm going to tell you some, some matches coming up on Rampage. The Wait, can Remember... I tell you what I thought about the match? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, so I thought there was great match flow. There was, like, constant action. You know, there wasn't that, like, lay down slow recovery time or anything like that. Um, I felt like we weren't seeing much from Yuta in the match. Like, it seemed Claudio heavy on the BCC side. Mm-hmm. Um, Yuta didn't get a lot of offense in, that's no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's a great Canadian destroyer by Penta on Claudio. He used, uh, he used who, Phoenix as a springboard. Yeah, yeah. He jumped off of Ray Phoenix. Yeah. And amazingly then caught Claudio in the air and did a Canadian mm-hmm. destroyer. Yeah, it was excellent. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, and I thought the fastball special was funny. What was that again? That was what Claudio took, like, Wheeler Yuta was on the top rope, and Claudio, like, picked him up sort of, like, from under the armpits. Oh, right. And then threw him, like, a fastball at the Lucha Brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a, a way to use your partner that I had not really seen before. It Actually, it kind of reminded me of when um, Dalton Castle throws the boys like a lawn dart, you know, except this was, like, a fastball pitch. thought it was funny. I like when funny things are incorporated into the matches. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what matches do we have coming up? So, yeah, so there, there is, remember, we have one more show coming up uh, before the pay-per-view. Um, oh, I didn't remember that. We got Rampage. Rampage, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got La Faccion Ingobernable versus the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass in a trios match. We've got a women's tag match, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Hikaru Shida taking on Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir should be a good one. Hmm. Uh, Ethan Page and the Guns will be in trios action, I guess, against some jobbers. And a tag match, Big Bill and Leo and Lee Moriarty versus Best Friends. So some good matches on Rampage. And I don't know, if y'all don't watch Rampage, it's usually a pretty darn good show. You should mm-hmm. watch Rampage. Yeah. Uh, so after the match, like I said, they held Claudio, the Young Bucks did, so the Young Bucks then, they they run away, they run into the audience, and later they posted a selfie that they took under the ring, being little rascals. It was pretty funny. <laughs> but they, they, they posted the selfie after the show went off the air. Uh, so they run into the stands with the fans, 
John Moxley has come out and gets on the mic and tells them that they better, you know, smile while they can and FaceTime their families tonight while they can still recognize their faces because they're going to leave them a bloody mess on Las Vegas Boulevard. And he says, you know, if if you're easily offended, if you're squeamish, buckle your goddamn seatbelts because you haven't seen anything yet. He says it's going to be the bloodiest... Uh, most extreme match in AEW history is what so he said. I might not be watching this whole match is what he's saying. Uh, so some big words, but I mean, when Moxley says stuff, he usually delivers. So I think we're in for a wild fucking match on Sunday. That That's the match to which I'm most looking forward on Sunday. So I don't mind it when the wrestlers get bloody. What I don't like is when their blood gets on the other wrestler and vice versa. I don't like the spread of the blood to others. And like it like the the like if they're gonna lick the blood, that's like ugh, I can't. I just can't. Yeah, it's funny, Moxley gets on there and growls and says his stuff and then wild thing starts he's got to get some different music music. (laughs) he's like get ready and buckle your goddamn seatbelt it just doesn't fit it doesn't work and i don't understand the the bleeping of the cursing because they didn't bleep out goddamn which for some people that are religious, that's like way worse than most other curses. But they bleeped out uh, Mark Briscoe saying bullshit, but they didn't bark at, bleep out Satinum uh, saying saying uh, what the fuck? Oh, what the fuck? So like, <laughs> what kind of standard is this? It's like all over the place, and they don't do it every week. Some weeks they just let everyone curse. I just don't understand. They've been, they've been uh, bleeping out the cursing more on AEW. I've they're noticed. Trying to become more family friendly. Well, not if they're about to have the bloodiest match. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, maybe just to, you know, they're angling for a new TV contract at some point soon. So maybe that's why they're just trying to kind of get down the the standards of what the show will mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Going forward. Well, bleeping out half of the curses isn't the way to do it. That's not a standard. That's having no standard, so things are getting... Dax Harwood, I think, might have called Jeff Jarrett a country cocksucker at some point. I'm not sure, though. Wait, what? That's what I I thought he called him. <laughs> I think I missed that. It was bleeped out, but I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. Yeah, it could have no. been anything. Yeah. You yeah, that makes about? it so much worse when they bleep stuff out, because then it's like my anything. head fills it with, like... Filth. Like in my head, he called him a cunt, but like I don't think that's what he said. Country cocksucker. That, is what that, I heard. Yeah, maybe that's where I got the cunt from. Was from country. <clears throat> uh, so, folks, we've got uh, you know we keep bringing it up, double or nothing Sunday. So it is now time for double or nothing predictions. Now let's get started, and that of course means that the prediction belt is on the line. My prediction belt. Well, we've got the prediction belt will be on the line Saturday. Oh, that's true. With WWE Night of Champions, and then we'll be on the line Sunday with AEW Double or Nothing also. Hmm. So let's see. Uh, 
first match out of the gate, this one has been changed due to an injury. Uh, we have a trios match. Uh, the winner controls Ethan Page's contract. It's going to be the Hardys teaming with FTW champion Hook. It was going to be Isaiah Cassidy, but he is injured. Oh. So it's the Hardys and Hook taking on Ethan Page and the Guns. So, Kay, who do you have winning? I have the Hardys and Hook winning this. Yeah, I have the Hardys and Hook winning, too. So you think they're going to take control of Ethan Page? You think Faces are going to control Ethan Page's contract? Yes. So what are they going to make him do? Oh, I have no idea. Um, I just don't see the Hardys losing. Yeah, I don't see the the Hardys and Hook going on pay-per-view and jobbing to Ethan Page and the guns. Yeah, yeah correct. I yeah. don't see it. I don't see them... Yeah. Yeah, I just I don't see them losing. I, I don't know what they'll do with his contract or, you know, what they'll make Ethan Page do. If they'll make him, uh, force him to wear, like, Jinko jeans and be a hardy brother. That would be the best punishment for Ethan Page, who's, like, so vain and is, like, all ego and whatever. Make him wear fucking Jankos. I love it. Although... Yeah. I mean, does that company still exist? Are these the pants they've been wearing for, like, 30 years? I have no idea if it still exists. Because he's taller than them, so they would have to have to go on to some Goodwill sites or some eBay or something to try you and find... You can find Jinkos, I'm sure. Yeah? I'm okay. sure. Does Hot Topic sell them? It seems like something Hot Topic would sell. I don't know. Hot Topic sells AEW merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can just go and get a Ethan Page shirt and some Jinkos. <laughs> um, yeah, it should be a should be a pretty darn good match. Actually, all six of those guys can work. The Guns, I tell you, very underrated. They do not get the uh, credit they deserve. Very underrated team. I like them. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have an unsanctioned match. We have the Ocho, Chris Jericho, going up against Adam Cole, and of course Sabu, the special enforcer, in Adam Cole's corner with Roderick Strong. Who do you have winning this one, Kay? I have Adam Cole winning this. What about you? I also have Adam Cole winning. Yeah, you don't bring Sabu out and then lose. Yeah, exactly. And I think he's going to revenge... Dr. Britt Baker, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, Adam Cole, I believe, is next in line to challenge MJF, I think. Oh, yeah, I think that would be a good fit. So I don't see I don't see them taking the steam out of his return. It's interesting, though, because MJF is on the posters, or the TV ads for Collision. MJF he was on, is not. He was on the, what's it called, like the still frame picture ad I saw. Not in anything I've seen. Oh, maybe it was like a fan made thing, and I just thought it was real. Maybe that's very possible. Yeah, not in anything. Because I was wondering how that was going to work with like your. Oh no no no! I did see him in something. Yeah, I did see. Yeah yeah, Yeah, I I did see him in something. Yeah, it's pretty sure it was real. Yeah. Um, So how does that? How do you think that's going to work with like one big belt? I have no idea. I don't. Nobody knows whether they're going to do a roster split or yeah. just have one belt or make another world title belt or mm-hmm. what they're going to do yeah well there is going to be a roster split that's almost assured mm-hmm. yeah because just the because of CM Punk. CM Punk yeah 
Uh, and because they're not going to have people stay on the road for a whole week. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the, the way they're going to operate. Yeah. So they're going to do a roster split. But will they have two world titles? Or will the world champion just wrestle just on mm-hmm. a show here and there? Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I think it would be best if they just keep one belt. I mean, that that belt... To me, I think is about the most valuable thing in the wrestling industry right now, just because of who's held it, what they've done with it, and mm-hmm. the quality of the matches that there've been for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they need to do anything to fuck up the value of that title. Okay. So I I would not make another belt if I were them. Yeah. Yeah. So we both have Adam Cole winning. So, you think Sabu was going to terrorize Chris Jericho? I'm not very... So, I have seen, I think, two Sabu matches ever. And I think they were the only two ECW matches I've seen. My gosh. Um, we got to get you yeah. schooled. Well, one was... I think they were actually both Sabu and Rob Van Dam matches. If you if you start watching ECW, you'd like it better than AEW. There seems like there's a lot of blood on ECW. Yeah. Not a not a, not not more than AEW. Oh okay. I wouldn't say. Okay, cool. Um. No, there was more than AEW. Yeah. I get I yeah. get that impression from it. Uh, up next, AEW International Title Blackjack Battle Royal match because Orange Cassidy, you know, put out the open challenge. And then 20 other dudes signed up to, to take on the open challenge. So he didn't see that one coming. So mm-hmm. they've put the belt up in a blackjack battle royal. I think they're just calling it that because there's 21 men. I don't know what, what a blackjack battle royal is. No, that's, what Orange, that's how Orange Cassidy explained it. Because there's 21 guys. Because there's 21 guys, yeah. So I don't know if it, it's going to be like a casino battle royal where we have it timed like a Royal Rumble. Or if everybody starts mm-hmm. in the ring at mm-hmm. once. But here's who's in it. Uh, Orange Cassidy, The Butcher, The Blade, Dustin Rhodes, Keith Lee, Jay White, Big Bill, Lee Moriarty, Juice Robinson, Ari Davari, Tony Nese, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, one-third of the Ring of Honor uh, six-man champs, Swerve Strickland, Trent, Chuck Taylor, Kip Sabian, uh... Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Brothers, Bandito, and another masked man in the picture who I was not sure who it was, so, I don't know. It wasn't Commander? I don't think it was Commander. I'm not sure who it was, like I said. Yeah. I, I don't know who it was, honestly. They were in a mask, so <laughs> I'm not sure. It could have been Commander. I don't I don't know who it was, honestly. Um, and the picture I saw did not have names to go with it. Yeah. So... So who do you have winning? Not Orange Cassidy. I, well, I hadn't seen this list of names. Well, now you have, so pick well, someone. Uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Swerve Strickland. Yeah, I'm going to say the same. I, I hate to see... I don't want Orange's streak 
to end. You know, I don't want to see his international title reign to end. It's had so many good matches, but I, I just feel like, why would they book this battle royal unless he's losing the belt? And, I mean, they've just been talking about his injuries for, like, two months now. Like, this series of injuries. Like, at first it was just his hand, and then it was his hand and his back. And I just feel like he's slowly falling apart. And rather than, like, moving on from the injuries, they just keep highlighting them. So I think it is the the end for him. Yeah. It's just too much. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Swerve Strickland, they've been pushing him, and I think it's time for a a big push up for Swerve. And this international title, Orange Cassidy has really made it mean something. And uh, Swerve Strickland deserves a run with a belt. He is mm-hmm. a terrific heel. Yeah, he's fantastic. He is terrific. And he's got this whole posse now, the Mogul Embassy. I love it. Mm-hmm. Although we haven't seen them together. We haven't seen them all together yet. Yeah, we have. I don't think so. We have. I don't think so. We have, because I pointed out that they were finally together. Okay. Yeah. They haven't wrestled together, but Toa and Khan, when they first showed back up, they were all on there together. And then Khan's been on, but Toa hasn't been. Like, Khan was on Rampage last week, but Toa wasn't there with him. But we, we have seen them together once. Okay. All right. So we also have AEW TNT title ladder match. The champion Wardlow defending the belt against Christian. And this belt has been kind of like a hot potato lately. Going back and forth between yeah. Wardlow and Powerhouse Hobbs. Who do you see winning this one? I think Wardlow is keeping the belts. I think Wardlow is keeping the belt also. Are we going to have all the same picks again? We'll see. We'll see. You don't see Christian. You don't see Luchasaurus giving... I mean, because it's no disqualification, so really we got a two-on-one match because Wardlow has no friends. You don't see Luchasaurus giving Christian a hand here? No. You see Wardlow keeping it? I see Wardlow keeping it. You yeah. don't see Luchasaurus giving Christian a hand? I see. I don't see them switching the belt again. I don't see them switching it either. That's it's, swi- it's switched too much yeah. lately. I don't mm-hmm. see them switching it again. If it hadn't been switching, I totally would say, yeah, Luchasaurus is going to cost him the match, mm-hmm. and and Christian's going to win. But yeah, and this is just the start of this feud, really. In in matches, at least they've been, you know, talking. But they haven't had any matches in this feud. Yeah, well, plus if Christian loses, then they can send his dinosaur after him, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it makes sense. Yeah, and then, so you think that that will be the end of the Wardlow-Christian feud? One match, and then we're on to Wardlow versus Luchasaurus? No, he's just going to use Luchasaurus as, like, his fighter. Like, the feud's going to continue, but he's going to use him as, like, his muscle. You think we're going to have a series of Wardlow and Christian matches? It's usually how a feud works, yes. Yeah, but he has someone else who can do the work for him. So you're saying we're going to have one Wardlow versus Christian match and that's it? That's what I'd like to see is one Wardlow versus Christian match. Um, is that a knock against Wardlow or a knock against Christian? What, or do, you, both? what, what do you think? You got so, something against Christian. Yeah, 
I have something. He's a real asset for this company. I mean, for no, he's great. Yeah, he's he's good for the company. He is not very interesting to me in the ring. He's like a he's like a he's he's, he's, a, he's a needed warm body to be in the ring with others. He's a good heel and a former WWE world champion. Not WWE champion. It was a when they had the belt called the World Heavyweight Title that used to be the WCW World Title. He was that world champion. Which I, is now non-existent. I understand that Christian used to be really good and awesome. And now he's pretty good. But his matches aren't interesting to me. Yeah, that that last one that he had was the best match I've ever seen him in. No, the the best match you ever saw him in was that ladder match with the with the Dudley boys and the Hardy boys at WrestleMania I meant 17. Like, no, I mean like a solo match. Oh, okay. I'm not talking about tag matches. Oh, okay. I'm talking about an individual wrestler oh, matches. Individual, yes, I agree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, All right, so you hate Christian and Wardlow is going I to win. I don't hate Christian. I just don't get Christian's appeal. Or why they keep pushing him when they have other talents that should be pushed instead. Because he's a talented heel and a former world champion, like I said. Yeah, but on the bench behind him, they have a fucking monster dressed like a dinosaur who is not wrestling at this pay-per-view. So that Christian, who squints with his eyes on his hand, his hand over his eyes, and then his turtlenecks... And uh, just let Luchasaurus wrestle Wardlow. What are they doing? I hear you. <sighs> All right, next AEW <laughs> TBS title match. The undefeated Jade Cargill defends her belt against Taya Valkyrie. And this one I could kind of see going either way. But I picked Jade Cargill to retain. I'm going to go with Taya Valkyrie. Wow, you think she's ending the streak? The streak has to end sometime, it and does. she's already run through everyone that's like in that level that she's on. Mm-hmm. That I don't know. I mean, they'd have to pull someone else from the outside to get the belt off of her eventually. Like, not, n- not necessarily. She just she's been meeting mostly lower talent. It's not like she's fighting the Tony Storms or Jamie Haters or Soraya's of Yeah, the, of so the I company. said at her level, like the level yeah, or that Ruby Soho yeah. or... But I mean, that belt also isn't a level belt that they're going to go after. Could be. But it's not right now. Or else they'd be going after that belt. And they're not. Yeah, I hear you. I don't think it's because they're scared of Jade Cargill. Yeah, I so I'm just saying, like they had to bring Taya Valkyrie in from the outside. So you think she's ending the streak? Streaks have to end eventually. Why not now? And this is one that I'm not like all in on. When I made my little list and was circling who I thought was gonna win, I left this one uncircled because mm-hmm. uh, I hadn't decided. And so part of the reason why I'm choosing it is because you didn't, <laughs> and I want you to be wrong. So. So. Well, that's a great reason. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Well, I'm picking Jade Cargill to continue her undefeated streak. In the match that they had together, this is my other reason, in the match that they had together where, for some weird reason, Ty Valkyrie was not allowed to use the road to Valhalla, she almost won. 
Had she been able to use that move, she almost definitely would have won. And in this match, she's allowed to use that move. So that's my other... That's how they want you to think. Yeah, and I'm thinking how they want me to think. They also want you to think no one's ever going to beat Jade Cargill because she's like, what, 27 and 0 or something at this point? She's like 60 and 0. 60 and 0? Okay. What did I say? 27. Oh, in my head I was thinking 57, but I said 27. Sorry. All right, next... AEW women's title match, the champion Jamie Hayter, who I heard, who I have heard is injured, uh, taking on Tony Storm of the Outcasts. I have Tony Storm winning because even though we haven't talked about this at all, I also heard Jamie Hayter was injured. I have Tony so, Storm winning also. Plus, in my heart of hearts, I want Tony Storm to win, so I'm also going with my heart on this one. I also want Tony Storm to win. I love her. I love her too. I think this will be a good match if it happens. I I don't. I'm not sure how it's going to happen if Hater is injured. It might end up not being much of a match. It might end mm. up just being put on for the sake of putting it on to to put the belt to put on the belt on Storm. Yeah, might not be much of a match, unfortunately. Well, it'll be nice for her to have the belt without the word interim in front of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then the outcasts will have the belt, too. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll that'll be, be good. That'll be good. Some good TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the women need to get more TV time. They've got some time on this pay-per-view here, two, two women's matches, but the women in general, uh, not in, it's just a problem. The roster is so big in AEW. The men's roster is so stacked, it's hard to argue taking taking a men's match off so we can see Ruby Soho wrestle, you know what I mean? I mean, Jay White doesn't wrestle so we can see Ruby Soho? That's stupid, you know? But Jay White not wrestling so we could see Tony Storm or Thunder Rosa or Hikaru Shida. It's still pretty stupid. Hikaru Shida? No. It's still pretty stupid. I've seen her in one match, and I already would pick her over Jay White, and I've seen him in, like, three matches. He's just a for instance. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. There are some women that I value more than some of the men on the roster. Swerve Strickland, say. I'm saying. There are guys who get left off of TV shows Mm -hmm. on, on the regular that it's hard to make the argument that there should be more than one women's match a show, which usually is the case with AEW. You get one women's match a mm-hmm. show. And a lot of people complain about that. Which, you know, WWE, you get more for sure. Mm-hmm. But in AEW, you really don't. But that that is because the men's roster is so impressive, so stacked with mm-hmm. talent, that you just you can't make the argument, oh... We really need to see Ruby Soho. Swerve Strickland, you don't need to wrestle this week. It's mm-hmm. a stupid argument to make. It just is. Like, the talent level difference between the men and the women in AEW is mm-hmm. en- enormous. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, it would be nice if someday it's not. I'm not saying that's ideal. It, it would be great if it were equal. Well, they're getting there. I mean, they it got... Would be, it would be great, but it's not. Mm-hmm. So let's not yeah, let's not let's not fool ourselves, you know. Well you're the one saying you want to see more women's wrestling. I do, but I'm also saying I want to see good wrestling. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see above above whatever gender. I want to see good wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so we both have Storm winning. So the only one we've disagreed on so far is the Jade Cargill tie of Valkyrie. All right, AEW World Tag Team Title Match with Special Referee Mark Briscoe, the man who is a turtle. Champions FTR defending against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, accompanied by Satnam Singh, Sanjay Dutt, Karen Jarrett, whoever else they find to accompany them to the ring. Who do you have winning? I don't have anyone winning. Um, I guess I'm going to go... This is the other one that I was like totally torn on. I'm going to go with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I say FTR. I know you do. That's part of why I'm picking Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. That's a dumb reason to pick them. Well, I mean, I can't decide. And I'd rather argue against you and, and, and cheer against you. So FTR so. hasn't had the belts for very long. They haven't, but I also feel like Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal have been putting in the work and putting in the time, and FTR showed up out of nowhere after injury and got the belt back immediately. I feel like they need to give it to Lethal and Jarrett, and I think, too, having the belts on the heels and having FTR have to, like, chase it to get them back, I I like that idea. So do you think Mark Briscoe's going to play any role in the outcome? Not in, like, a cheating kind of way. Maybe in, like, a goober kind of way. Like, (laughs) does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, it does, but it's a weird way to say it. Like, like where he gets, uh, he gets tricked, you know? How so? I mean, I could see them, like, cheating and him not catching on to the fact that they're cheating and who jared and lethal well, yes of course jared and lethal i don't think ftr is going to cheat um i just think there's going to be some underhandedness, underhandedness. i was going to say skullduggery mm. but underhandedness works too so you have ftr why like i said they just they they're the better team one they haven't had the belts very long too i don't see them swapping swapping the belts off them right now i feel now. like they need to give jeff jarrett a belt i thought they were going to give him the international champion i, I agree title when they when they changed the name to the international title I I mean, now i might be cheering for jeff jarrett but i i'm not picking him you're gonna cheer for jeff jarrett over ftr i may you love I, ftr I, I love jeff jarrett interesting yeah, I just feel like, I just really like it when the heels have the belts. Like any belts, I prefer it on the heel than on the face. You can just do so much more with it. Like if <laughs> if Jared and, and Lethal get, <laughs> get the, um, the belts, then like the Acclaim can chase them again. I just think that it gives more opportunity. Yeah, the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass are kind of now in the trios division lately now, you know? Yeah, but I don't see them facing the House of Black. The Ultimate Fun versus the Ultimate Evil, you don't see that being a match? I don't see that being a match. I see that totally being a match, yeah. On, like, Rampage? No. On Dynamite. You see 
easily. Or on a pay-per-view. People love the acclaimed, and people love the House of Black, and those, those teams are so different. I think that would be a, a blast, yeah. Not an open house match, just make it a regular match. Okay, I was, not, uh, yeah. Not one of those open house matches, no. Hmm. Not that thing. They earn it. They Remember, they won that Trios Battle Royal. I know they, they did. Claimed. Well, we're getting off topic. That was the dog telling us we were getting off topic. Yes, our warning system for when we start veering off topic. Uh, up next, Anarchy in the Arena match. This is the one I'm most looking forward to, for sure. Uh, we have the Elite, the team of Kenny Omega... Hangman Adam Page and the Young Bucks taking on the Blackpool Combat Club, the team of Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Utah. Who do you have winning this one? I have the Elite winning this. I have the Elite winning this one too. Why? Because fuck the Blackpool Combat Club. Just because you don't like them? Because I don't like them. And I want the Elite to win. And I think the Elite deserve to win. Plus, they're not going to reunite them and have them lose their first match. That was my main thinking. Not just fuck the Blackpool Combat Club. But, I mean, I don't see them having the Elite, now that they're finally the whole Elite again, losing immediately. Right. No, I agree. That's... Same thing, I would say. I don't see them reuniting and and losing immediately. But this feud is going to last, like, all summer and probably won't even come to a head. It'll still be going on at at Wembley, you know. I think it's awesome. And so for that reason, Blackpool Combat Club might win the first one. Like, the heels almost have to win the first one to keep it going, you know what I mean? The, the, The good guys can't prevail yet. Yeah, they can. Because then they can be like, it was just a fluke. I don't know. They gotta figure out something besides this amateur angle. As I've mentioned before, so I'm not going to talk about it again. Well, it's but, got you riled up, so maybe it's working. Well, it's... it's I'm, I'm riled up because of how stupid it is. Yeah. Like, it's not making me, like, angry. You seem angry. I'm angry, but only at the stupidity, not at... Because I feel like it insults our intelligence to think that, like, to make us... For them to think that they could make us think that they actually think that is stupid. Yeah. If that... If you could follow what I, the line of what I was saying. I, <laughs> um, I would like this feud to continue, only because I think we have so many amazing combinations of people for matches you mm. know and i would like to see those matches but i'd love for them to come up with a different reason for them to be feuding even if it was just like a we just don't like each other that would be better than they're amateurs and we're gonna teach them a lesson because they don't deserve to be professional wrestlers like that's stupid Hmm. yeah so we both pick the elite and now the, what I, I assume will be the main event, um, the AEW World Title Fatal 4-Way match. Although the Anarchy in the Arena could be the main event. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to have to go on first or last, isn't it? Don't you think? What? Anarchy in the Arena. It's not going on first. No way. How are you going to follow that with something? It's still not going first. 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just think about when they put Vikingo and Commander on first because they knew they needed like seven matches to buffer it before the main event. I think yeah. Anarchy in the Arena could be like that. Because I, th- I think the, the belt has to go on last. I think the, I think the belt's going to be the, the main event. So we've got MJF versus Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Darby Allen. So who do you have? I have MJF retaining. I have MJF retaining. So we it's disagreed on what? Two? The tag team title and the, the TBS title? The two that I didn't make a decision on until we started actively talking about it. Yes. Yeah, so we'll see if my random choices can uh, help me keep my belt. My poor belt. I don't want to lose it. So, why do you have MJF winning? Because he's such a good heel. There's no reason to take it take it off of him, you know? Yeah. What about you? Yeah, same. I mean, his 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 reign. I don't see it's it's going well. He's a great heel. The the reign's going well. He's got a lot of heat. There's no reason to take the belt off of him. I agree. There's nothing. You'd get a great moment here by taking mm-hmm. the belt off of him. I mean, for these other guys, you can make the case they all could deserve it. Well. I don't know. I wouldn't would say. <laughs> I wouldn't say Jungle Boy deserves Poor it. Jungle Boy. But Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara, I would say, definitely deserve it if they win it. Um, well, plus if but, but they're not going to win it. So, yeah, M- MJF, I just, he keeps it because he, he deserves to keep it. Well, plus there's the question of, like, is CM Punk going to get the belt back when he comes back? And he already had a feud with MJF, so he's already got some heat with him. So if MJF keeps the belt, there's a good possibility that he holds on to it. Or uh, holds on to it long enough for another feud to build between him and Punk. Mm-hmm. And then he can lose it to Punk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I don't, I don't see MJF losing it for a little bit. I mean, really build it up and have, have people just hating him. And then it'll be mm-hmm. a big deal when he loses. Not not two years or three years yeah. like Roman Reigns. Yeah. Nothing yeah. like that to where it's, you know, boring. Yeah. But, uh... You know, a, a good while, a good, you know, several months, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, so those are our double or nothing predictions. Uh, we agreed on most of the matches, disagreed on two. Uh, so I think the thing we definitely agree on is it's going to be an awesome pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited about it. It's going to be a great show. Uh the only match that I I don't think is gonna be is is gonna be great is the Jade Cargill tie Valkyrie. I don't think it's gonna be much of anything. And Hater versus Storm I would be excited for, except Hater's injured, so I don't think that's gonna be much of anything. Uh if if the reports of her being injured are true. Uh so it may not take place or like I said, may not be much of anything, so we'll see. Um, otherwise, the card is pretty good. This Wardlow and Christian match, I'm not sure. Christian is, you know, late 40s. Uh, I'm not sure what kind of bumps he's going to be taking off the ladder or what kind of bump Wardlow is taking off a ladder. So I'm not sure why make that one a ladder match. 
or, or what, what, you know, if they're going through tables off the ladder or what kind of craziness is going to happen, you know, you, you make something a ladder match, fans expect some craziness and some bumps. Well, he's just coming back from an injury too, isn't he? Didn't he have the same torn pec that CM Punk had or the same? Wardlow? No, Christian. Oh. Because that's why he was gone yeah. for a while. Yeah. So. I don't, yeah, I don't see him taking any crazy bumps here. So I don't. I just found it odd they made this a ladder match. Yeah. I don't see either of these these guys taking major bumps or any reason to make it a ladder match, you know, because you're going to see them getting thrown into ladders, ladders getting bent and things like that. But, Unless all the ladders are going to get broken and then uh, Luchasaurus is going to put Christian on his shoulders to reach the belt. Yeah. <laughs> That's my 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 golden finish right there. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, I think all the matches are exciting. The trios with the Hardys and Hook is going to be great. The unsanctioned Jericho and Cole is going to be wild. The uh, international title Blackjack Battle Royal will be fun. AEW puts on fun battle royals usually. Um. World Tag Title with FTR versus Jarrett and Lethal has been built up. You got the issue of, you know, who will Mark Briscoe go with? Will he be, you know, uh, a factor in the match? And then, of course, we got the Elite and Blackpool Combat Club is going to be wild as fuck. And the Fatal 4-Way for the belt should be a great match. So, it looks like a great show. Cannot wait. And this is Asa signing off for No Bones About Wrestling. Saying goodbye for K Fabulous as well. And uh, we will, uh, well, I, I should tell you, uh, rate us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you give us five stars or whatever they rate. It's important. It helps us get new listeners. Subscribe to us. That way you don't miss any podcasts. You can hear us, at whatever we're talking about, AWWWE, whatever. Independent wrestling we do sometimes. Um and yeah just keep listening and talk to us on twitter if you want to look out uh for a link on twitter today we are going to be doing a uh i believe a live show uh, with last week in wrestling um starting at seven from seven to nine uh it's going to be our a prediction show where we're talking about both wwe and AEW, so night of champions and double or nothing so you can hear us dive deeper into our AEW picks and reveal some of our WWE picks and talk about it with some good other wrestling folk. Yep. That too. And, uh, yeah, just keep listening. And uh, you will next hear us. We'll be doing this week in WWE, uh, this weekend, either Saturday or Sunday. Uh no, they're going to hear our prediction show for WWE before oh, that. Oh, that's right. We're doing a prediction show for <laughs> tomorrow. WWE tomorrow, yeah. Friday. Yeah. So that's the next time you'll hear from us. So look out for that one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, as McFoley would say, have a nice day. Bye.